Every last second there of the intro to Rent to Go. Sorry, I'm, I'm not a DJ. Shiv I? is so happy right now. <laughs> we have watched an episode of Rent a Ghost. Rent a Ghost. With Shiv's first love, Timothy Claypole. So my first love was in Rent a Ghost, and it starred the Meekers. Yes, the family's called the Meekers. Oh, they, they spelt it with double E, which is you know that's that's just wrong. Erroneous. It, it's erroneous but with an E. With an yeah, erroneous. Well, but, we were just saying, okay, you know, we love a synopsis. Not quite sure how we're going to do one on that because it was absolutely insane. So it was 21 minutes, I think. Of madness. Of utter, utter madness. It was anarchic. It wasn't was. It? it was. But uh, before we go any further, because we've this is very unlike us, we've launched straight into... Oh, we're Claptrap Podcast. We're Claptrap Podcast. Yes. And I'm Shiv Mika. And I'm Cathy Manston, and we're just loving Rentigo so much, we just went straight in there. I'm Shiv Mika, no relation to Ethel and Harold Mika. I'm Cathy Claypole, no relation to Timothy Claypole. <laughs> um, wow. So, how does today find you, Cathy? I mean, are you just boggled after watching that episode? Well... First things first, today finds me celebrating Shivmaker's birthday, oh, Claptrap oh, listeners. Yes. Well, it finds me celebrating Shivmaker's birthday too. Because it is actually Shivmaker's birthday today. So this is legitimately being recorded on my birthday. It will not be released on my birthday. But when I listen back to it, I can almost celebrate it again. You can indeed. It's quite and selfish. You can listen to it over and over again. Which I do. And celebrate it every day. I do to keep our listenings, uh, listener <laughs> figures, our listening figures. Listen, our listening figures don't need any massaging. <laughs> None at all. Yes, I've, I'm well today, Shiv. I'm looking forward to our Mario and Fizz Fest, which oh, yes. is coming after this to celebrate Shiv's birthday. Yeah, we, we've decided to do this sober. Uh, well, when I say sober, I'm not sure, because last night there was a couple of drinks. I, if we got my puffer out, my breathalyzer, I'm <laughs> not sure we'd pass any exams, let's not put it that sure, way. sure, but anyway... Um, so yes, yeah, so welcome along, uh, fair listener. Today we are indeed reviewing an episode from May 1981 of Rent-A-Ghost, written by Bob Block. Great name. Uh, well, May 1981, of course, was the month of my fourth birthday. I think, wasn't it when Charles and Diana got married as well? 1981, yes. In May? I, th- I think it might have been. Who, it, sorry. who cares about that when Rent-A-Ghost is on? It may have been. May. Shiv's been influenced too much by Rent-A-Ghost because there are so many bad gags. Those are the gags. That is the quality of gag. There's so many of them. So many of them. And the special <clears throat> effects. Yeah. My goodness. It feels a bit like they've got um, a special effects man on board. It's incredible. I'm trying to think of a director that's famous for special effects. Uh, I was George thinking, Lucas. Yeah, a sort of a George Lucas. It's a little bit Spielberg. Rent a Star Wars. It's a bit E.T., isn't it, in the quality of... Uh, I think that's a bit unfair on ET. <laughs> it is massively unfair. Um, I'm I am gonna gamely try and do a synopsis of the Super Dobbin episode. I'll help you out. So, um, they're in looking. Short... Th- now, okay, I've got a question already before yep. I've even started. Yeah. Because it starts off with them playing ping pong. Oh, I forgot about the ping pong. So I knew you were gonna forget. I looked right, listener. I looked in Kathy's eyes and I thought she's forgotten. She's going straight. She's to the going toys. straight to the toys. 
they've she's forgotten they were playing ping pong and by they I mean McWitch, Hazel McWitch and Timothy Clopole were playing ping pong and using Miss Popoff, a shrunken Miss Popoff as a ball as a ball and she sneezed to get herself over the net. So that So okay, that's your seat that's no, seen up. First question, mm-hmm. why are they bothering to hit her if she sneezes? I absolutely no idea. Because she's going anyway. They don't need to hit her. But what a scene to open up on. That I mean, that's award winning. I mean, you know, when you think of classic openers, you think of uh, last night I dreamt I went to Mandalay again. Mm. You think of uh, Indiana Jones running after a boulder. Yeah. No, the boulder runs after him. Yeah. And you think of ping pong with Mrs. Pop- ping pong, ping pong with Pop Off, Pop Off, sneezy ping pong. Yeah, she popped off. Well, actually, the back. if we're talking of ping pong, did you see what I sent you earlier today from an ad I saw on Facebook? Pin pong. So someone is selling a pin pong, and oh, there's no G's. They're selling a pin pong set. Well, perhaps a ping pong is a brand name and they don't like using brand names like us. So it's a pin pong. <laughs> pin pong. I'm really good at ping pong. So this morning, sorry, on. Red to go. So yep. They play ping pong. They play ping pong with Miss Popov. Yep. And uh, Timothy Claypole was wearing a tennis outfit with balls, with coloured balls sewn on it. Yeah. Which was very confusing. He was very confusing. Very confusing to me. He Timothy had a few Claypole. costume changes to Claypole. So I think. I mean, is it? No. Let's stick with synopsis before right, we go okay. into well, my this mega synopsis crush. Synopsis might take us four hours. They're playing ping pong, and that is irrelevant to the whole episode that's just a, an it's aside just them, you know at home relaxing that's what they do then a young thing uh, a young uh christopher biggins yes appears to own a toy shop and is asking the spooks or a charity shop i think it's because they're secondhand toys but then no they're seconds not second hand. Oh. Yeah. Oh. A load oh. of broken... So he brings in a load of broken toys. Broken toys and he's asking them to mend them. Because in it rent a ghost they're all spooks. That's their word, by the yeah, way. Yeah, spooks. And they all have magic powers. Psychic. Mm. Psychic magic powers. That's important to note. And then they're sort of mending the toys, but they're doing it all wrong. So the bait, you know, and it's so literal. The gags are really literal, like... When the when when it lies down, it says mama, but they kind of make them say mama. So and the, the, doll, they, the doll lies down, and then all the characters say mama. Yeah, which is and never this fixed. Reoccurs throughout. So it's, a, it's a lay motif. It's a lay, it's a lay motif. <laughs> um, but and I can't go any longer. Timothy Claypole was my first crush. We did say, <gasps> didn't we? He's yes. quite fit. He's quite he's, fit, and, he, and I think he is. Yeah, he's very camp. Which is okay. He, well, at your age, you probably didn't realise camp. But he's funny. Yes. He has a great beard. And he speaks very weirdly. He, gadzooks. He had a gadzooks he and a forsooth. He speaks rather like this and, and a enunciates everything very carefully. Um, so anyway, toys. And then you cut to Mrs. Mika, who's found that Dobbin, the pantomime horse, has got a parking ticket. On its head. On its head. And then yes. they go back to the car. Uh, now, hang on. Mrs. Meeker is wearing. <laughs> so confusing. Mrs. Meeker is wearing not one clan tartan, not two, not two no, but, but three. She's got. She looks like a golfer from a Marx Brothers film or something. She's got. <laughs> she's got tartan trousers tucked into her socks. Yeah. Uh, a tartan scarf round her neck, and, and, a, and a matching tartan jacket, and a tamashanta, and then a tamashanta in it. Entirely different. She is three clan Mika. She's three clan Mika, and we thought perhaps it's because she didn't want to upset McWitch Mm, by choosing a a clan. So she's covering all bases there. I would actually say that she's plaid mad. (laughs) 
She's plaid mad. She's plaid mad. Yeah. Anyway, plaid mad Mika goes she's back. Clad, she's clad in plaid. She's clad mad in plaid. She is. So she's clad mad in plaid. She's starting with tartan. <laughs> so Mrs. Mika, clad mad in plaid, goes back to the car with Dobbin. Yes. The car's like an old Morris and it's... Convertible. Yeah. Because obviously, otherwise the horse wouldn't fit in it. Yeah. Uh, Morris Minor, sorry. And then my sorry. question on this one, and, and, and to be honest with you listeners, I don't know why I'm trying to subscribe any logic, because this has this programme is insane. Yeah. So I said, if the horse could have just sat in the car, why did it stand on the yellow line and get a well, ticket? Well, that's what she said, though. To be fair, she said, why, I told you to wait in the car, and now we've got a ticket. Oh, but did she? Dobbin is, oh, you know, willful. Yeah. But why would you put a parking ticket on a horse? Why do they have a horse? A pantomime, <laughs> pantomime horse. horse. Uh, anyway, so the car uh, breaks down and, and she uses one of my favourite 80s phrases, conked out. It did conk it out. Conked out. Yeah. Why don't more people say conked out? I was watching uh, Celebs Go Dating earlier. Yeah. Oh. And one of the people in it referred to his clothing as clobber, which I appreciated. <laughs> I'd heard that for years. He's like, oh, she really insulted my clobber. It was Brilliant. great. So, so I'm bringing back clobber and conked out. Conked out. Yes. So car conks out. Um, Mrs. Meeker sends Dobbin back to Mr. Meeker. No mobile phones, and uh, well, she, she does says, state not a phone nearby. Not not a payphone or phone box in sight. She says. Yes, that's right. So anyway, it doesn't matter. They don't need to send a she text. She sticks to the note in Dobbin's teeth. His big teeth. Dobbin's gobbin. Dobbin's gobbin has a letter on it. Yeah. In it. Yeah. Dobbin's gobbin. <laughs> Uh, and then it, we're not even <clears throat> anywhere near halfway through. No. By teleports, the way. teleports back to the house. Does he not clop, clip clop back? No, he teleports like that. Why and then... can't she teleport then? Because she's just... not, she's not a spook, what is she? she sits on him. Could she teleport back? I then? don't think she could. Anyway, irrelevant. Let's try and synopsisize. Why do they live with the Mr. and Mrs. Meeker? That is, there's a. It started in the seventies, so I have no idea. Okay, but anyway. So Dobbin goes back. Back into the house. Meanwhile, they've been turned into toys. No, they haven't done that. They haven't got there yet. Because they've got to get back to the house for all this yet. Goes back to the house. They're still mending the toys. Hazel McWitch makes the elephant trumpet again by actually putting a trumpet in its trunk. They love that. They love that. Yeah. And Mr. Meeker clearly doesn't like his wife. That's the classic trope. There is. Man, henpecked husband. Henpecked husband trope. And actually, I get it, you know. Well, I mean, in those clothes... Who would like her? In that clobber. Clad in... Clad in... Clad, clad in that clobber. Um, so they... He sends a note back to say that he'll sort it out. But he also sends Timothy Claypole dressed as a scout. Because when I break down, I don't want uh, an AA. No. I don't want an RAC. No, no, I don't no. want your green flag. Mechanic. I don't want your, any of your roadside breakdown operative. I don't. I want a scout I want to turn an up. adult an in adult a scout... An adult in a scout outfit. suit. A scout fit. Scout fit. <laughs> I want an adult in a scout fit. That's what I want. And that is what you get. And that's I what want you get. a jester in a scout fit to Just... come round <laughs> fix my uh, car. But, but of course, in yet another misunderstanding, Mrs. Meeker says to the scout fit, can you make, can you soup him up? And of course, Claypole's made the car disappear, thinks she's talking about the horse. Yeah. So he puts a Superman outfit on Dobbin, hence Super well, she Dobbin. Says, no, she says, can you give him lots of extra horsepower? Oh yes, and that's what happens. That's the gag. Okay, but she meant the car. So but he a said, bit advanced for me, "Can you this make is. this, you know, this whole thing go away?" She's got her back to it. She's got her back to it, and she was talking about the horse. 
she wanted the horse to go away so he could mend the car. Oh, I see. Because the horse was getting on her nerves, but he made the car go away. That horse would get on my nerves. Then she wanted it to have lots of extra horsepower and turns around the horse is dressed as Superman. Horse. And then we're treated to another special effect of the horse flying through the air. But of course, it's just the horse, a freeze frame of the horse with its legs sticking out. Yeah. And I might try and get a freeze frame of that for social because it's the quite leg, something. The, the back legs of the horse, originally, when you watch Dobbin, when he's not dressed as super horse, the back legs are quite jaunty, but they're quite muscly. In this version, I think it's some kind of lady legs with red wellies on. And he's very... It's, it's, oh, it's nuts. It's, it's so odd, nuts. Odd. Anyway, then... She says, no, bring the car back and make that go quicker. So he makes the car go, you know, instantly 80 miles an hour. Which is just a sped up. Yeah. Cut a scene of, and there's a a woman agog. We've missed out. She was agog earlier at the horse. Yes. And now she's agog at watching. She presumably in the credits would be listed as agog. Agog, a lady agog. Lady agog. So a lady agog watches speeding car. And then we cut to the neighbours, the Perkins. Yes. Who I remember um, that they've got this amulet from next door. That So they're being listened into by the renter ghosts. And when they wish for things, it comes true, which is where these comedy bits come in. So yes. I think that's something I yes. remember from before. So the Perkins, I think, uh, at least Mrs. Perkins, is based on Margot from The Good Life. Yeah. She got the scarf round her neck. She's very neat and pristine. And she's once to impress the doctor but she also wants the doctor to come round and certify the meekers as insane certify the meekers so that they can it's a bit dark it's a bit dark but they um, Mr Perkins comes in carrying all the shopping and says oh I wish our car would go a bit quicker and says something like I wish it would go like a rocket yes the amulet flashes because clearly the the spooks have heard they're listening in and the spooks are send it off to space and we are treated to I think one of the world's greatest CGI animated it's wonderful it's a a mini a cut out picture of a mini which has a resemblance to Mr Bean's mini I mean it's a a, uh, obviously foreshadows because it's well ahead of and this is not a Mr Bean podcast it's not a Mr Bean podcast ever and yet still we talk about him still we talk about him fancies Mr Bean (laughs) um not as much as Timothy Claypole Anyway. He's Mr Bean, does he? <laughs> yeah, that sounded like that, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Timothy Claypole was wild for Mr Bean. <laughs> um, uh, the car shoots, up, car into shoots up into space. And it Past really does Dobbin go. on a cloud. Dobbin's sitting on, Dobbin the horse is sitting on a cloud. Yeah. And the, sh- the car shoots past it. Into outer space. And now space. have they been made into toys? So now we go back to the Meekers and they say something like... Wouldn't it be nice to know what it's like to be a toy? You'd think this programme was five hours long. It was 20 minutes. (laughs) And they make them into toys. There happens to be a doll's house on the table, which used to be where the table tennis was, but that's not there anymore. And a TV appears at some point. TV appears at the side of the... So continuity is an issue. Um, And uh, they are... um, They're all toys. And it looks like Christopher Biggins' bungle. Yes, they're dressed as various toys. There's a Frankenstein's monster. There's, There's a, a bungle. Oh, he's a Hulk, is he? Incredible Hulk. I suppose that was the era of the Hulk yeah. TV show. Yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, Clown. For some reason, they hear about the mini and they put on the news. And then we have a gag, which made we me We have some really good gags. Out so, no, they... they um, uh, yeah, they... I think because they are psychic, I think the they witch sense. suggests there's something going on, turns the telly on... And 
you know, typical received pronunciation a British newsreader. Yeah, the man said he was in Bootle at the time. That's how it started. Yeah, brilliant. And then straight into the fact that there's... Uh, well, it, this is kind of 1981. It's kind of Cold War era, isn't it? Yes. So it's a little bit dark. So the Russians are accusing the Americans of sending the Mini up as a spy ship and vice versa. Yeah. And then the Americans say... If they were going to do that. If they were going to... If they were going to send a car up into space, it would be a Cadillac and not... A clapped-out banger. Yes. <laughs> uh, which, as it, you know, uh, spoiler alert, the reveal is it's an L-Reg Mini. Now, using my maths, L-Reg would have been 1971, 72. So that is a clapped-out old banger. Well, it's 10 years old, isn't it? You know, if they're filming it in 81... That, well, it looked like a clapped-out old banger. It did look like a clapped-out old banger. Um, so, yeah, so there's... So a, there's a, basically, war is brewing. I mean, dark again. So, pretty dark. Russians um, are threatening to shoot it down. The toys, as in the Meekers and Biggins, we don't know what Biggins' name is in the programme, it's not revealed, and the credits went a bit funny on this version, so yes. I don't know. Anyway, they're all going, oh, actually getting bored of being a toy now, but because the spooks realise that they've caused a multi-international war situation, they're going to have to use their psychic power to come up with a mega spell, my word, not theirs, to bring it down. So they hold their noses. Yeah, but then that doesn't work, so they have to go off, but they have to leave the Meekers and Biggins as toys for too long, which then there's a bit of over-winding because they're wind-up toys. And And then Biggins starts humping the wall. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's really... And then uh, they do bring the car down, but they bring the car down two miles away and they all say together, two miles, like it's the worst thing they've heard. Meanwhile. Yeah. (laughs) Meanwhile. Meanwhile. Next door. We get to the oddest thing (laughs) I've ever seen seen in quite some time. So the Meekers were supposed to be round at the Perkins that night for dinner. They can't make it because they're all still toys. So they send... They send Miss Popoff round to say they can't make it because they're in reduced circumstances, lots of gags, And the reason they want them round for dinner, as we know, is because the doctor's coming and they want the doctor to certify them as insane. Just to reiterate, that is what is happening What they wish for is they wish they could um, put on a cabaret for him. Yes, because they really want to impress the... Doctor. Doctor. So they said, oh, if only we could put on a cabaret. So, of course, that they means... amulet flashes. <laughs> and they open and then the door. so does Mrs. Perkins. As soon as the door opens, she, she whips, whips her skirt, skirt off. And she's just in a pair of knickers. Well, no, she's in... A leotard. She's in a leotard. But it's it's a bit racy. It's really high cut. It's really high so cut. So this older lady gets her vag out, essentially. <laughs> it's essentially what's happened. And then they perform a cabaret of bad tricks. Of bad tricks and sort of swirling around, but without noticing that they're doing a cabaret. And the doctor says, it's you that's insane, mate. Not the Meekers, it's you guys that are uh, nuts. And then they break And they his get watch. very offended and throw him out. Yeah. And I think after he goes, that's when they think they have a slight realisation they've been doing it. There's a little look as if to she say... She suddenly gets a gust of wind and I gusset. What the fuck am I doing with why my badge out? Why is my skirt gone? Why? And yeah, why am I... Why am I leotarded? Why am I in my knickers? <laughs> In front of the local GP. What am I doing in my smalls in front of a psychiatrist? And they're not larges, because she's a very slim lady. They're definitely small. She's felt. So that was some um, really surprising (laughs) vag work. It was nuts. Yeah. 
It was. Uh, I I think I blushed. I did. I was. I, I was I glad was really I wasn't worried. watching it in front of a parent or similar. <sighs> I was really worried that she'd show some. Yes. That, mm. Or some hair. She presumably had tights. She. I don't know. And a good wax. I don't. But think they didn't that wax in nineteen eighty one. In nineteen eighty one. Well, maybe she had one of those uh, epi ladies. I don't know. I had an epi lady when she took her skirt off. <laughs> It was, was a lady it? with an epi. Absolutely <laughs> shocking. It was... So then the car, they magic it back and it lands in the Perkins' living, living room. room. So they've really had a bad day. They have had a bad day, haven't they? Through no fault of their own, really, though they should be punished for trying to get their neighbours certified as insane, just I for being a bit so. odd. And then uh, Dobbin comes back, because he's been a pain, hasn't he? He's been flying around and as Super Dobbin. They bring, the, they bring them all back from the inside the... The, the doll's house and they're now human size but they obviously break through the house and um, it's all it was all fin- I mean we've slightly it ends with the car we've sort of slightly got out of I order I mean that was really <laughs> I, we haven't even told you everything that happened because it was action packed I don't I, I honestly don't know how to explain that episode I mean well, well obviously the link will be up on social so you can admire for yourself I genuinely think you should watch it like Bodger and Badger, I would never have recommended you watch that. Don't. I would watch never recommend that. you watch it. And you know, that's I think it's really difficult. Live action comedy for kids, I think is quite hard. Because it's it's all how are you pitching it right and if it's adult actors and thing, you know, I think it's quite a difficult thing. It wasn't. I tell you what it wasn't. It wasn't that awful hammy overacting no. that they normally do. They with were kids. they were really good actors, actually. Yes. I mean it had Audrey Roberts off Corrie. Which is great. It had your Timothy Claypole. It had your more, Biggins. More on him later. It had your woman in Gusset. It had your man <laughs> next to Gusset. They, they were all well-to-do actors, I think. They all had a lot of... They weren't just... I'm sure they were rather trained. Um, but I was left... I mean, I, lo- I did laugh. I laughed. I laughed too. I was also bemused. I was quite shocked th- uh, throughout, yes. <laughs> I didn't know what was going Baffled. on. Baffled. And even, you know, obviously we're looking back at some of the special effects with a a more modern a eye. A cynical eye. A more cynical eye. With an um, eyebrow raised. The, the, it didn't, you tell you what it was, it wasn't written for children. Because no. they used loads of big words about the atmosphere and psychic powers and things. It was completely written for grown-ups. Yes. It was just having a laugh. It was very uh, irreverent. It was irreverent. It was madcap, we said. Yeah. Uh, and the special effects were garbage. They were toilet. Absolute <laughs> pants. <laughs> Rubbish. Absolute yet, no pants gusset. yet brilliant. Yes, it was brilliant. Because it was 1981. We probably were really impressed in those I, days. I do remember I loved Rent-A-Ghost. And not just because I was called M- Mika. Now... I'm slightly disappointed that there wasn't. They hadn't moved house. I think in I think a bit later in the eighties, they had a house with a, a sort of cellar under the stairs, and there was a classic "Don't go into the cellar," and that was some a line from it might be just one episode or a number of them. Anyway, I sometimes got kids when I was at primary school saying "Don't go in the, go into the cellar" as I walked past because of the Mika. Oh, I see some Mika-based bullying. Some Mika-based. Well, I wouldn't say it was bullying. Mika-based bullying. Mika-Mika-based baiting. Mika baiting. Oh, Mika baiting, like Dear. badger baiting from Bodger and Badger Week. Don't, I, I, are you calling me a Mika baiter? <laughs> what are you um, doing your own time your own business? Thanks very much. Um, I, I mean, I, 
one of the big reasons one wants to watch this as well uh, again, and, and we we did. Shiv wanted something for the wank bank. That's why she did Called Timothy Claypole. Totally had such a crush on Timothy Claypole, and I just I loved him. I thought he was funny. I thought he was really funny. I thought he was smiley. I thought he was great. Shiv's type is wears hat with bells on. A hat with bells on. Yeah. And he has a hat with bells on. He did. And I'm I'm so sad because in your words, Cathy, the, the lovely actor who plays him is now a corpse. He's a corpse. And it's sad because he's Audrey, great. Mrs. Popoff isn't a corpse though because she's still no. in Coronation Street. And she was fab as well. She was great. Uh, it's, I genuinely don't know how to score it though. Like I have no idea how to turn what we've just watched into a meaningful okay a meaningful mark excellent theme tune oh fabulous theme tune uh costume budget high it was special effects budget high for then a number of characters so actor budget high mm. uh set budget mm. not as mm, high not as high but they must have spent all their money on all those costumes because there were so many costume changes in 20 minutes it was it was packed I mean, Timothy Claypole was a tennis... So he was like the village people, I said. <laughs> he was a tennis player, a jester and a scout. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he? He was all of those within minutes. Within minutes. And was he a toy as and well? And he was a clown. He was a clown. See, he's, he, he had everything. Um, I wasn't so much moved by Biggins as Bungle. No, I'm not really moved by Biggins or Bungle under any circumstances. Biggins, Biggins as Bungle, you know, sort of like, Humping the wall was a was a low point. That was a, that was that was the that low. That was the zenith. I think the, of the episode. Is that yeah, the right word? I think Nadir is the low, isn't it? Isn't and zenith, zenith the top. high? Okay. Yeah. Nadir. The the bomb. The, no the bum dear. bit. The, the bum bit of the episode was the the, the bum note was the humping. <laughs> the bum note was bungle humping. The party was not jumping jumping with the humping humping. I also think a bum note was the front bum of Mrs. Perkins. <laughs> the front bum, which is threatening to escape any moment. <laughs> He was so. I, was I felt like a pervert because my eyes were drawn to her gusset. That's all I, I could look at. So embarrassed. I was embarrassed. I couldn't have watched I, that. I started oh, to think, how did the actress feel about that? Did she, it was she like they opened the door and then she just whipped us. It, but this, hang on a minute. Is this. Was this maybe a little echo to Buck's Fizz? Oh, that's 1981. And the skirt rip. Oh, yeah, might be. May. Oh, I think is it the same did Eurovision's they, in May but did Bucks Fizz nick this off off uh, Winter no. Ghost I'll tell you for why why they wouldn't have had time Eurovision's in May yeah but this the end is of May. May this was from May but this was filmed before yeah but they, they didn't come up with that in two weeks no but Cheryl Baker clearly was friends with Timothy Claypole bear with me and watched a quick edit and she was like oh my god this thing in the thing with the Perkins is brilliant Shiv, you're being insane. You're being almost as insane as this episode of Brenda Ghost. It's I a coincidence. Think... It's a skirt revealing coincidence. Just in, it was 1981. That was obviously the year of pre this... Me Too. Women just had to whip their skirts off on telly. Oh my god! Uh, uh, any to titillate. Yes, I think maybe that is culturally what was going on. Culturally, women were flashing their crotches. <laughs> In 81. It was famous for it. It was so weird. Yeah. It was really Short weird. Short shorts were in then as well. It was, it, but it was, I was like, kept thinking, is she going to put something else back on? Well, she must have got a right draft. 
Also, I noticed um, you could tell it was old because she was reading a, a, what, a her magazine. G- her g- <laughs> no, the program. I guess it. Sorry. Um, she was reading a, a colour supplement, I think, from like a Sunday newspaper, like a Sunday Times magazine. Yes. And the she, reverse, oh, definitely the advert, was a packet of Rothmans, not quite blurred out enough. So oh, it was like a cigarette ad. Oh, I don't have them anymore. Uh, we should find that as a still, if you can. I don't know how what minutes that would be through that. I'm gonna have to watch episode. it again <laughs> for all the difference. In fact, I'm gonna do a still of her gossip for us <laughs> as well. I'm gonna do one of my new things where you can put four pictures do, in. Do I'll have know? her gossip. I'll have Dobbin. <laughs> we'll have the Rothmans ad and a bit of Claypole, so you can <laughs> see them all. Do you know, Mrs. Perkins reminded me of a cross between, uh, as you mentioned, what's a bob off of um, the Good Life? Yeah, Margot, Margot Ledbetter. But she was also a little bit like the nutty woman from the Shake and Vac ad. Yes. And I think... And the woman from the OXO advert, which I recently saw. Oh. I saw on Friday night. Linda Bellingham. Yeah, I think women in the 80s were just all had that brown hair, didn't they? That was sort of curled. They all had that brown hair and she had a bit, you know, front, top and bottom as well, I think. I beg your pardon. What? <laughs> what, the OXO woman showed her top and bottom? <laughs> I, I don't remember that one. I don't know what's Here's going on. Here's your gravy, kids. Look at my top and bottom. <laughs> I don't know what's happening It's not now. really appropriate in front of her children, I've, is it? I've got lost... Here's my gravy boat. Here's <laughs> my gravy boat. Sp- Ooh, watch put- out for the granules. <laughs> Pop your spoon in that. Give me a stir. No. <laughs> um, pour me on your stuffing. Now, I... Ooh, that meat's looking a bit dry. Pour me all over it. <laughs> I'll, I'll pep up your plate. <laughs> I'll jazz up your Sunday roast. Ooh, bisto. <laughs> and that's not even I went outside. too loud. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, that's why I'm not in advertising. No. And Can you, you imagine? I'm doing a voiceover for an advert. <laughs> and, just... and they're like, right, Kathy, we want you to do the OXO advert. Brilliant, great, no problem. Mmm. Oh, the problem is we've only got one take, so you've got to get it right. Okay, we, no problem, no problem. We have no more money. We've run out of money. we spent all our money on you because you're the best voice actor in the business. And I go in and I go, mmm, bisto. And they go, you fucking idiot. <laughs> We're OXO. <laughs> you Absolute plonker. So pissed off, wouldn't they? So pissed off. And I'd actually, to be honest, that was a true story and that's why I don't do my voiceover career Really? Is that what ruined your voiceover career? That was my confession to you, listeners. Oh my goodness, because you were the wrong sort of... I said Bisto, and do you know the rivalry between Bisto and Oxo? Oh, it's unreal, isn't it? The employees have punch-ups. Did, after they realised they couldn't use your uh, voiceover, did they have to use a stock shot? (laughs) They did. They used a stock shot of, yeah, of my face, <laughs> saying, oh, going, oh, yeah, for Oxo. Yeah, nice. But actually, it was me saying, oh, mm. so it was the off oh from there, but mm. no one knew when they used the still. Um. Anyway, I really worry. I think we've been, I think we've gone as nuts as the Perkins next I door. I think Rent-A-Ghost has done some spell on us and made us mad. It. I. I don't know how to score it, because on one level... It's so nuts. It it shouldn't really even score. But yet on the other level, it was quite re- ramshackle, wasn't it? it I mean, was it felt really a bit, ramshackle. I mean, it was clearly tightly scripted and everything. But it looked a bit like they'd just thrown it together. But they they won't have done. But it looked like it would have been thrown together. But some I I mean I did like a lot of the gags, even though some of them were obvious. I particularly liked the clapped out old banger. Clapped out old banger. That um, was fun. 
I wonder if she was a well-known newsreader or I, I, an actress. I don't know. She might have been. Um, I'm really... I, I just don't know how to score it. Kathy, I'm going to ask... I'm going to... Because it's my birthday, I'm going to yeah. make you score it first. Eight out of ten. Mm, I was thinking, do I go seven, do I go eight? No, I think, I think it's I think an it's eight. better than a seven. I think it's better than a seven. It's not a nine. It's Although not I loved a nine. It, it's not a nine. It's, it, I mean, it's all over. As you know from our synopsis that, you know, we started last week and we're still going. <laughs> just... It was all over the place. It was all over the show. I mean, they certainly packed in plot. Let's think. We had bad clad. Bad, bad clad, clad, clad clad. We had a Terrible horse. clobber. Terrible clobber. We had a horse. Terrible clopper. Terrible clopper. We had... Um, we had the crotch. horse as Superman. We had the flying mini. We had the broken down Morris Minor car. We had them as toys. We had them fixing toys and all that. We had the Doctor storyline in the cabaret gusset. The <laughs> cabaret gusset. And we had uh, ping pong. Ping pong. Sorry, pin pong. Pin pong with a sneezing, sneezing. You know, pop off. East, well, she's not East, a witch. East, is she? No, but they're all spooks. They are spooks, but there's a witch called Muckwitch. Hazel Scottish. Yeah. Who called everyone Sassanac, which is a great word. What does that mean? Idiot in Scottish. Yeah, she did use a few Scottish words, actually. She was a <coughs> genuine Scot. They hadn't used a pretend one. No, which I think they should get, you know, it's probably why it goes high eight rather than a, a, a low eight. Like an eight. Not like a B minus. That was like it's a... closer to a nine than a seven. Yeah, it's like an eight plus. Put it that way. Eight yeah. point five. I, yes. Can we? I'm gonna eight point five. Eight point five. I am gonna go eight point five too. Um, I fancy Timothy Claypole. I fancy yes, Timothy Claypole still. Um, it's really watchable though. In but in a kind of nuts way. I'm glad we didn't drink while we were watching it because I yes. would have done that comedy look at the bottle and see if something had been oh, and I slipped would have, in it. I would have just gone out. You'd have walked out. I would have walked out if that had happened. <laughs> I'm glad I hadn't taken an acid tab or smoked some marijuana because that would have really done me head in. Yeah. Had um, I been inebed. Imbibed, inebed. So overall, Rent-A-Ghost, I would say quality of acting was excellent. Yes. Uh, so that means eight and a half. Yes. Definitely worth the watch, but probably not in front of your parents because of that gusset. And you'll need to lie down afterwards. You will definitely need to lie down. Now, before we pop off... Oh, Fiji. Should I do the socials? Please, could you? We're on Instagram, mm -hmm. at Claptrap Podcast, where I intend to put up a montage, if my skills are up to it, of all the best picks. We're on Twitter at Claptrap Pod. We are claptrappod at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook if you search for Claptrap Podcast. That's us. Um, thank you to all the new listeners that have been joining and sending us the love. Uh, it's beautiful. We do enjoy it. And, and she's been Shiv Mika. And she will always be Cathy Manson. Not related to the Mikas from Rent-A-Ghost. We'd like to make that clear. Yeah, thanks for that.